Welcome to the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, everybody. I believe the term is howdy. I'm Ron White Power. <laughs> oh. I'm got Larry the Cable Non-Binary. And I'm Jeff. Joe Fox Unworthy. God is ass. Mm. We just and need a Bill Engvall now. Mm. Our first guest on Locker Room Talk. Bill Engvall. How about Finn Engvall? Finny? Finny. The official mascot of come, Locker Room Talk. Finny, come Finn be Finn Engvall. Come be Finn Engvall. Say, here's your sign, Finny. <laughs> you might Imagine I just pinch yeah. his neck. <laughs> 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 you fucking do what I say when I tell you, you stupid fucking dog. Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, you want to be the official mascot thing. of Locker Room Talk or not? Yeah, I guess the pressure was too much for him. Mm, he's going back to his it. doghouse. He's not one of those Hollywood elite dogs. Is that what you call Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Will Jada. Well, buddy, if you're saying that, you're barking up the wrong well, tree. Jada's a real Hollywood elite bitch. I'll yeah. say that. Ooh. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make an estimate by the time this post is. Will Smith killed himself. Damn. Mm. I can't believe it. Damn. Isn't it funny that he has three kids, but everyone only knows like Willow and Jaden? But yeah. he's got like this creepy older son. <laughs> that yeah, was actually twenty nine. Really? That was the son yeah. who was featured. But in he's the... just not. He's just like a guy. Well, that, he was the one that was featured in the "Just the Two of Us" music video. That yeah. wasn't Jaden. That was his. That was his other mm -hmm. son. And he, is he? Other... I have in my head yeah. that he's like a fuck up. I don't think he's a fuck up. I just think he's not like a, a Hollywood not star. He's not yeah. marketable. He's yeah. just like a dude. Yeah, I think he's just like a regular guy. I mean, so by Hollywood standards, yes, a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we, he's probably the only one that we would like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, my dad's Will Smith's pretty cool. Like, I was rich. Well, was nice. uh, yeah, because I don't think Jada Pinkett's his mom. So I think he had a different mom. Mm. Yes. And yeah. so I think that's like why... Cause like you know, just with, raised by a regular ass woman. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that. And might so be he doesn't thing. like look at Hollywood the same way. You might say his parents don't understand. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And I think like he also probably like had like Will Smith as a dad before Will Smith was Hollywood megastar Will Smith mm. when he was you know cool still the Will, fresh prince. Cool Will Smith. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's it's crazy when you watch. Uh, fresh, I remember I rewatched like a couple years ago the first episode. Will Smith is so ghetto. And Carlton is so like highfalutin, and by the end of the series, they're just like two regular dudes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the pilot, they had it like so turned up, like they wanted us to get. It was so much like this is this character, yeah. this is this character. Carlton literally is wearing a like a pink uh, sweater like around his neck. Like he's one of the good preppy. ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he's Will's... a Bill Cosby approved black. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Will Smith is not even like. Uh, it's crazy to me. Well, it, this is what's Fresh Prince, early 90s? Yeah. Like 90, yeah. I think. Mm. Um, I don't think it was that early. I think it was like 92, 93. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think around like that era. Yeah. Because like, I think it was done by 97 because that's when like Will Smith was in Independence Day and yeah. Men in Black. I guess it's that. so weird that I guess they just played reruns forever because I was born in 90 and I remember mm. watching it in like late 90s, early 2000s, but it was done by then. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were yeah. watching the reruns at Nick. You were watching the reruns at Nick at Night for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They had reruns on like UPN and stuff too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that show went into reruns so quickly after it was over. Usually other shows, it'll be like years afterwards, well, you'll see the reruns everywhere. I, I think like in the 90s, they realized like the number you have to hit for syndication was like 100 episodes. And then yeah. you can basically 
put it on syndication forever. Like five mm. seasons is, yeah. is ideally what you want to get. I'm willing to say it was Black Friends. Some people say uh, Living Mar- Single is Black Friends. Because yeah. Friends is based on Living Single. Oh, it's really? Um, huh. at least, I mean, that's what black they people like, say. They el- <laughs> well, and who they, am I to argue with them? They elvis Living Single? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no damn. That means, so Martin is clearly Black Seinfeld. Yeah, Martin is Black Seinfeld. Well, what I loved about Martin was that whenever Martin Lawrence said something funny on the show... All the characters on the show were laughing and cracking up and having a good time. Yeah. Which makes sense because like in all those other sitcoms, Every- whenever somebody was like yeah. schmarmy or sarcastic, everyone was like, ugh, ugh. But yeah. like no one like cracked up like this guy's fucking hilarious yeah. and no one's going to acknowledge everyone how liked Martin, But everyone thought Seinfeld was annoying in Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> He's like the Santa comedian, the guy who makes everyone laugh all the time and all of his friends are like this fucking guy yeah no banya's the real comedian representation mm. on seinfeld yeah. kramer kramer's is. the real comedian mm. that's gold jerry gold what about this <laughs> but like banyan can't write his own bits and mm. stuff he needs jerry yeah the the kramer thing i think was because he was such a like a bad stand-up comedian yeah like he went on stage and he's like what i don't know what he thought could he did he think he could just Walk into a room whimsically for an hour. Probably. Yeah, he thought he could just like riff a set. He's like, that doesn't seem that hard. If we had it my way, bad comedians like that would be hung upside down forty years ago <laughs> with a fork up their ass. <laughs> Hell yeah! Where's the civil rights uh, um, movement for bad comedians? Exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> guys that have twenty minutes of material and mm. try to do an hour. Mm. They they need the million men march. Well, God knows there's a million of them, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. No prisoners on this episode. Damn, you're taking Nobody, on, you're taking on over ten million. Nobody's <laughs> safe. Nobody's safe, except for Louis C.K. because he won a Grammy. Dude, shouts out to a real one. Honestly, back. Trump's cancel not culture. president anymore. White guys can win Grammys. Cancel yeah. culture's over. Uh, cancel if that's what it, if, if that's what being canceled, um, I'd like to be canceled a billion times, please. Mm, check, please. That's cool, man. I, I'm honestly, it's good to see that he was rewarded. Yeah, for that. I think he got the Grammy for jerking off in front of women, right? Mm. We were able to separate the uh, artist from the art, mm. Mm. and I think that's important too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and still reward an artist. Mm. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sincerely, right? It was for that sincerely. was special. Uh, no, for sorry, sorry, sorry. But the, so, no, I think sincerely because sorry, like just came out. Or am I getting no? Really sorry, con- sorry came out like a year ago. No, it was within the last year, though. Sincerely we, came yeah. out during... Uh, co- oh, yeah, you're right. Sincerely came out during COVID. Yeah. Like the beginning we, of COVID. Yeah, we... Okay. Saw, I think the three of us were all at the show, right? Yeah. We, we all saw Sorry, because we all don't care about female comedians. <laughs> Just can't, dude. Mm. You know oh, well, I mean? there were a lot of female comedians that were there. Yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I remember when... Um, I think it was Tom Segori said, like, before Louie came back, right? Like, bef- this is, like, pre-COVID, you know... Pre-COVID, post-Times article, and Tom Segura was like, there's going to be a lot of dudes at the show. And he wasn't shitting on Louie by saying that. It was just like a matter of fact. Like, of course there's going to be a lot of dudes. The two times I've been to a Louis show post-scandal, yeah. it may be 60-40, but it, any comedian, it's, it's going to be 60-40 with the 60% being the gender of that comedian. It's all yeah, I mean? It's, it's so. going to be 60-40 regardless because, right. I mean, how... Look, okay, look at this. Like, how many people are fans of comedy? You know, mm-hmm. mostly men. Not me. How many? How many women would be given permission to leave the house late <laughs> at night to go see stand-up comedy? Twenty-five, maybe, maybe thirty percent of the female <laughs> yeah. population. Their husbands right. are too busy blocking the door. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
alleged. So, like, we got we got to well, think into if, all these factors. If you read the Times article, their mm. husbands didn't block the door, but right. But the Guardian article about the women's husbands didn't specify that they were wrong about the husbands blocking. Right. The door. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. It's important to realize. Mm. <laughs> How could anyone trust Western media? After mm. all of this, I only I only, I only get my news e- from the Communist Chinese Party. Yeah, I only trust Eastern media as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was a. I, I don't know how old this video was, but I saw it on Reddit. Um, that's my source. But he, uh, there's a bunch of Chinese people in Australia, and they're at a uh, one China rally. Oh, throw shrimp on Bobby. Yeah. Oh God, hearing them try to pronounce Australia with that <laughs> accent. That's rough. <laughs> But a one a one uh, a one China rally, so basically like there's no Taiwan. That that was like the premise of the rally. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> is one chi- like uh, is, Hong Co- is Hong Kong in there also? Probably, yeah, Hong so Kong. So one China, all these like little places that want to yeah. act like they're not Chinese. One China is like fuck you, you're part of China. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. That's yeah. tight, dude. That's so cool. That's like <laughs> yeah. a very that's a very American approach to that. Yeah, if you think about it, China is pretty tight. Yeah, China's way fucking but tight. I, this th- fucking uh, podcast brought to you by Imperial Emperor fucking whoever's in charge of China right now. Mm. Who is it? General So. <laughs> yeah, good. Hey, General. <laughs> th- shout out General Show, man. Good ass chicken. Good ass fucking That's why nation. people let him get away with whatever yeah. he wants. He makes good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Isn't uh, that what? Wouldn't that be cool if we go to China and like are just furious that... Every restaurant isn't like a Panda Express. Mm. It's like, where the fuck is the fucking General Tso's? Where's the orange chicken? Yeah, yeah we got American Express and American Panda Express. And I honestly Panda. probably would like uh, Panda Express, like orange chicken, more than I would like the... Whenever someone's like, oh, that's not actual Chinese film. I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Why would, uh, yeah this is better. This is how an American... Would make a foreign food. It's, yeah, it doesn't occur to people that say that that Chinese people came and then realized that Americans like a lot of salt and sugar and adjusted. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. They're like, oh, this is not authentic Chinese food. I'm like, yeah, because it's a different culture. Yeah, you, yeah. Otherwise, they'd be eating like bok choy and, and grilled chicken. And yeah. Shit. I, one time, I went to an authentic Chinese restaurant in Sunset Park and I ordered the duck chin, mm. and I had no idea what the duck chin was. And guess what it was? It the, was the a duck. plate full of duck. This part of the the lower part of the jaw, chin. Oh, the jaw. I thought oh, chin shit. was a Chinese word. No, yeah. it was the English word. I for thought duck chin part. was the name of the chef. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they eat fucking monkey brains and shit, dude. Dude, mm. I don't know if monkey brains was on the on the menu, but duck chins were. When I well, ordered that, they I it was one of those restaurants where you walk in and everyone's confused that you're there. Mm. You know what I mean? Which means it's which means yeah. it's not like it's for Chinese people. Yeah, they're yeah. like, what's this round eye doing? Yeah, here? <laughs> yeah. Round eye's a slur, dude. Be careful. No, it's not. Mm. It's a fucking statement. We don't want to be. I'm, I'm have, offended. I'm gonna why? go on record saying I don't have round eyes. I don't know how I feel wow. about being on a podcast talking about Chinese restaurants and using slurs. Yeah, I don't know. Has that been, has that been done before? <laughs> but I, uh, when I ordered the duck chin, not knowing what it was, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna get something weird. It was the only weird thing on the menu that didn't have the word blood in it. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get some duck chin. And and the lady was like, in broken English, trying to be like, you know it is duck? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You sure you don't want bloody dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> bloody dog. And fucking, they bring me the duck chin, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to eat. And, and they're like chicken wings, basically, but it's like kind of shitty because it's almost no meat, mm. you know? And then uh, the guy, it's funny you should mention... The uh, the cook, yeah. The he, the cook uh, and I didn't catch his name. It might have also been Duck Chin, but he came out and he was like, "So do you like it?" 
And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, hell yeah, dude. And I got that Chinese guy's respect. Did you get his number? I, got I thought his, you were going to say you got his number. I got his did number. He, did you guys bow on the way out? We bowed. Yeah, we were <laughs> allowed when, when, to. When Bobby said he liked they are like, yes, and they hit the gong in celebration. <laughs> Hell yeah. Instead dude. of hitting like a triangle if it were a fucking barbecue restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Damn, I did tight. have, I had a barbacoa. I don't know if I mentioned that when I uh, when I was in no, San Antonio. It's uh, I had a barbacoa taco. It's meat from a cow's face. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how they got meat off Amy Schumer's face like that, hey. but it was pretty good. Nice. Take that, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I hope you don't feel safe when you go into a comedy club with Matt Marin because he's clearly got your number. Watch out, Amy Schumer. Don't ever try to have another baby, dude. Matt's mad. I don't know. Uh, Amy, I don't know what you did to piss him off. I recommend fucking following us on Instagram, sending him a DM to apologize because mm. otherwise... I would fear for my safety if I were you. Ever since she interrupted Brendan Sagalow, I've never forgiven her. It was cow on cow violence. Did if she you think really? about it, mm-hmm. you know, you know that story. I don't fucking pay attention to the scene, dude. I'm too busy being a narcissist and wrapped up in my own mind. Why don't you tell me about that? Um, yeah, Sagalow was doing his um hour at Caroline's, his um uh the new headliner series they do. Good for him. And Amy Schumer was hosting SNL, I think that week. She was hosting something that week and uh, wanted to run her set, so in the middle of his hour she like walked into the showroom and asked her if she can go up and do 10 minutes <laughs> and a, so what a bitch dude. and he was just like yeah okay and it got him more attention than his at first ever hour ever would have otherwise so mm. i guess so yeah i mean yeah but it sucks like what a weird fucking petty fucking thing to do because you could just like go to any like it's not it's not, it, this is New York fucking city. It's not like there's a shortage of clubs. I guess she could have gone downtown. Um, and yeah, there is like a part of me is like, why would you do Caroline's? You could just do oh, why would she want to do LOL or Broadway Comedy Club right there? But she also could have waited yeah. an hour and gone up after him. Yeah, that would necessitate like, her waiting an hour. Or like been like, hey, can you bring me up at the end? Mm. And like, and then I'll do like, and then like get like extra. You know, yeah. Or like, hey, can I? If you w- would you be willing to like cut your set short, give me twenty, and I'll have you open for me on like a club. The well, next she, day? Could, she couldn't have had that conversation while he was on stage. I could. I would have shouted that out from the audience if I was a successful. She comedian. probably. She probably also had to like eat her second dinner. It was about that time. Yeah, <laughs> Amy, her husband autistic? Is it her husband's a chef? I think. Isn't he autistic though? Or did I just make that up because I'm saying fat jokes about her now? Or a doctor? <laughs> yeah, they met. He, he's a fucking. Chef at Benny Hanna's, yeah, and she was the only person to catch every single shrimp he threw her way, <laughs> and that's how he knew. Or Yikes. he's a doctor, he's hey, something. I'm just kidding, man. I, I fucking I, I, I like the fact that she eats at Benny Hanna's, mm. yeah. Mm. Benny Hanna's pretty sick, yeah. That's a fucking good ass restaurant, dude, yeah. I've never been. In fact, really? let's all you go to Benny ta- Hanna's after you, this, dude. You've guys, you've taken me to. Um, Red Lobster. Red Lobster. And I, I was. I couldn't fuck. It. I thought it was Rock Lobster. I couldn't. <laughs> f- I was like, I know it's not Rock Lobster, but no. yeah. And they have bic- biscuits that I will. I will kill someone's adopted son for. I Red, love Red Lobster biscuits are great. Yes. I love chain restaurants. Yeah, they should do a cha- the Rock Lobster. Okay. 
And do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hell yeah, dude. It's just lobster. You know what? There's some lobster room there, talk. There, there needs to be a uh, fast food restaurant that's some actually... Some lo- lobster room talk? <laughs> well, that's the name of the episode. Lobster room talk. <laughs> we, should, we, should, uh, we should get permission to film an episode at Red Lobster. Mm. I don't then... think we need permission. There's an You know there's a Red, uh, a red Lobster in Harlem has an open mic. Oh, really? Yeah. They do an open mic there? Yeah. That's crazy. I've seen it. It was like over by where I lived at 125th. I want to go do that. Now, I'm sure it won't be good, but just to say I've done stand-up in a Red Lobster. <laughs> and you just like stuff your face with cheddar biscuits Hell after yeah. bombing. Because bombing in a Harlem room, yeah, it's rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In an urban room, they say... You stupid, and it could yeah. be either very good or very bad, depending on the tone. Yeah. Well, if they hit you and say you stupid, yeah. it's good. Mm. <laughs> but if like they shake that's, their that's head, that's the only way they know how to show love. It is funny they actually. So the first time I did Mocha Lounge back in the day, I don't have you. Have you guys done Mocha Lounge? No. That was Mocha Mondays. It was Smokey Suarez's room. We'd been on BET, and it was a uh, all black room, pretty rowdy. And uh, the first time I did it, I had like been at the beach either that day or the day before, so I was all sunburned, and they were all calling me Lobster Boy. Nice, <laughs> yeah, dude. They got your. Ass. I may as well have been at Red Lobster. I went. I did some lobster room talk. Um, but yeah, the um, the first time I ever did that room, I remember before I went. So it's like an open mic, and then Smokey just goes at the time. I haven't been there in a while. He would just go up kind of whenever he wanted to and then bring up the next comic from the mic uh, who was on the list. So a comic earlier in the night when I was there just watching the open mic goes up and starts making fun of someone in the crowd because the guy in the crowd was wearing like an Oakland Athletics hat and shirt. Uh-oh. And he just started making fun of him for wearing Oakland Athletics stuff in New York. And the guy in the crowd starts yelling back at him and the crowd is on the guy in the cr- crowd's side. Nice. And so they cut the guy on stage's mic off, gave a mic to the guy in the crowd so he can continue yelling at the comic until the comic just walked off stage. Damn. <laughs> Every so this is, new comic to New York should experience that exact this thing. This is one of the first things I see when I'm in this room. Yeah. Uh, in an all-black room. I don't. I think that may have been the first time I was in I had done, like, like I hadn't gone to Harlem to a black room before mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Why would you? It's it's terrifying. Right. <laughs> um, I lived in Harlem and I never went to the Harlem room. Yeah, I mean it's it's I like doing it. Um, once it sounds I g- like a dumb joke, but the few I did never started on time. Yeah, that yeah. sounds it sounds like I'm being a cheeky yeah. lad, but I'm not. They literally yeah. Why did is not it like a thing time? where we can't address the fact that like black people clearly cannot tell time? <laughs> <laughs> like it's Hold like on, oh, I like we're... this because I think the I think the assumption is that uh, they're unconscientious and that's why they're not on time to mm. places. But I like the idea that maybe they just don't know how to tell time. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's it has actually more charitable. I don't think it has anything to do with laziness. I think mm. they just don't. They can't comprehend how to read a clock. Mm. <laughs> I think that's all it comes down now, to. Now, like a face, just a face clock? Or I think anything. Digital, analog. Analog. <laughs> <they can't either. laughs> um, no, a, a stick in the yeah. fucking ground with yeah. the, the sun, a sundial. A sundial. I can't <laughs> even see that shit. Mm, yeah, it di- they did not start on time, but I do. So the first time I ever did Mocha Lounge, Smokey goes up to do his like forty-five minutes right before I was on the list. So he's gonna be bringing me up um, after he just crushes for forty-five minutes. Tight. And then he uh, 
turns, looks for the list, and can't find it. I had told him my name before also, and then he goes, I can't remember these white people's names, and then asked me to yell out my own name from the back Hell yeah. <laughs> to introduce myself. And then he brought me up, and I opened by saying, it's funny, I can only remember black names that they have a Q or an apostrophe. <laughs> and it did well, and then it was just like, I'm in from there. Because you'll see a lot of white comics go up to the room, and one, they're either trying too hard to like, I'm going to come here and really push the envelope and say these racist mm -hmm. jokes. Mm -hmm. Or they're so afraid and you can tell that they're so uncomfortable. <laughs> Hello. Hello, black people. I also don't um, like the police. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, like pandering in those. But I, uh, yeah, I did really well. Every time I would do it, I would do well. Most uh, in uh, any time I would do black rooms. I would do well, but I never felt like I was ever going to be their guy. Mm. Where I'm not going to be like, none of them are taking me on the road you were, with them. You're never going to be the Chris D'Elia. Mm. No, the, the uh, white the guy, black guy comedian. The, the Gary Owen. Ah. That's, you know, Gary Owen. He's on like every, all these like black, co he's more known in the black comedy world than the white comedy world. Mm, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, he, I think he has a black wife. He's been on like all these like. Black comedy show, Shaquille O'Neal's comedy show. Didn't okay. Shaq had like T.I. on, and now T.I.'s like a thing in comedy. Did you guys hear about what happened with him? T.I.'s no. a comedian? There was something that like everyone was tweeting about with T.I. Spill the tea on T.I. Yeah. Isn't he the one who was also like, I take my daughter to a gynecologist every year to make sure her pussy's intact. Mm -hmm. Okay, a traditionalist, huh? Yeah. I believe the term is gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does T.I. stand for? Uh, totally integrated into society. Yeah. T.I. Uh, was at an open mic and uh, he got into a, a heated exchange with the comedian who mentioned his sexual assault <laughs> allegations. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people tweeting about this. Like, It's not as big as the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, but I right. saw people tweeting about uh, it's something with the and apparently he like got the light and didn't know what the light meant when he was up there. The comic, uh, Ti. So T, hold on. Ti was doing a set. Yeah. Well, okay. So Ti goes to an open mic to do stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, an open mic comedy event at R Bar Atlanta. Okay. R Bar ATL. Okay. White people pronounce it Atlanta. Black people say ATL. Mm -hmm. AT aliens. Um, he was standing next to the stage confronting the host after she seemingly mentioned his sexual assault allegations. Okay. Yeah. Little blabbermouth had to okay. go. Okay, so there's a host at this Atlanta open mic. Yes. And at some point, she makes reference to these allegations against T.I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when it's T.I.'s turn to do stand-up, he... No, apparently he, like, um, just interrupts her says there was no fucking crime there is nothing to charge me for or my wife i think there was an allegation against both of them okay um shut the fuck up for a second as many times as you joke on that shit buddy uh i'm gonna <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> buddy is not the matt's paraphrasing when he says buddy yeah i'm uh gonna check your motherfucking ass as long as it takes Buddy, when you stop talking about it, when you stop playing with me and mine, I'm going to stop saying something. Ain't no motherfucking case. Ain't never been no motherfucking case. If you keep on playing with me, buddy, I'm going to motherfucking continue to confront you publicly and verbally. Mm. 
Mm. But and then he goes up and does comedy. I guess I'm because I, I saw a what's clip throwing of, me is the the line about him getting the light. Yeah, you, I saw. Can you the, give hecklers yeah. the light? Yeah, <laughs> you got to wrap it up, dude. <laughs> Stop bullying these comedians. Yeah, you got one more minute to say to yell shit at the performer. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think Ti was talking about when he was on stage? Yo, man, being accused of sexual assault is crazy. <laughs> this might be a niche audience, but y'all ever get accused of sexual assault? <laughs> so the woman who was hosting said uh, that T.I. showed up toward the end of the event, delivered a 30-minute stand-up routine. After his set, she returned to the stage to continue her hosting duties and was interrupted by his heckling. So, that yeah, he sense. went and did a set and apparently, like, ran the light. 30 um, minutes? How, how long was that mic? Five minutes sets. Yeah. He, Probably. He shouldn't run the mic by, uh, run the light by 25 minutes. Yeah. Oh, so, and then she goes, she probably said some shit like, uh, I kept telling you no. Yeah. And yeah. Some fucking act, some yeah, shit yeah. a comedian is supposed yeah. to do. But he did what a black comic does. He ran the light. That's true. That's yeah, true. I never, Welcome yeah. to the community. T Plus he has accusations. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, legit. Welcome to the to the comedy community, Ti. Sounds like an, another another cool guy in the community, man. Mm. Yeah, we so, should have we should have Ti on on locker room talk, lobster mm. room talk. Yeah, if we yeah. tell a, if we tell a black guy with red lobster, they'll he'll come. Should we <laughs> change the podcast to lobster room talk? Mm. Maybe. <laughs> no. It's going to get picked up by Jordan Peterson fans, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, or what about David Foster Wallace? Because they consider us. Well, we're infinite jesters. Mm. So mm. Consider true. the lobster. <laughs> I like our standards drop from last week where we were like, hey, you know what? Would be cool if we did a podcast in a mansion? And this week we're like, let's do a podcast in a red <laughs> lobster. <laughs> that's, well, be that's far more reasonable. And that's yeah. far. I think we have a better chance of that happening. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we can just like set this recorder up in the booth, and they won't really stop us from doing. Anything. I mean, if we do, we got to do video. If we do a podcast in a Red Lobster, and we'll just bring our tripod. Hell yeah! Mm. I think that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Ti yeah. will be there. Maybe Ti will be now, there. Actually, so I don't like that he interrupted the comedian, but the fact that he's a rapper that wants to get into stand-up comedy and did an open mic. Yeah, I can, you know, respect instead there. of just doing bit. a straight yeah. showcase. Yeah. yeah, he's willing to put in his time. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm gonna, he's gonna grind. He's workshopping it. That's yeah. so interesting to me though, because like stand-up comedy is usually things that a uh, thing that actors do until they don't have to do it anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like the mm. the Kevin James model of get your show. Never, never do stand up again. Although he started doing it again, but yeah, because you, you never I mean? stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think it's general, like you just don't do it. You you do it as a job until you don't have to, and then right. you do it when you want to. Yeah, yeah. but then Ti to be like, I'm a rapper. I make money as a rapper. It is weird when people get famous outside of stand up and then decide to go do stand up. Mm. But well, actually, it's not the craziest thing because no. you know once you have the audience, mm. yeah. um. Like, Pat McAfee did a few stand-up shows, but his was a little bit more storytelling. Mick Foley did some storytelling also. Um, yeah. Like, if you have an audience that'll come out to listen to you and you know that you can be kind of funny, I don't know if it's necessarily your goal to really, like, I gotta get really good at workshopping and the be become the best joke writer. If you got a lot of other stuff going on, it's just kind of like, oh, let me just perform for a bunch of people and try and be funny and entertaining for them. Yeah. yeah. 
Mick Foley apparently said that bombing at the cellar was the like the most painful experience of his life. Yeah. And the interviewer was like, worse than like getting thrown from a ladder into a table with uh, tacks. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I did. Well, people were cheering when he fell through the roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, he didn't fall through the table in silence. Yeah, yeah. that would that would have sucked way worse. I will. I've um, I've told the story on stage of like my worst wrestling bomb. It was one of one of the first times I got to be a bad guy, and it was a wrestling show in a church, and I came out like a proud atheist, and everyone just uh, they didn't boo me because it was like a Sunday afternoon show that happened to be in a church. Uh-huh. So they all were just like politely waiting for me to leave and not <laughs> react, not reacting to anything. I was saying and I was going real over the top like uh, unlike all of you people I have sex before marriage Uh, Um, it's crazy that you would lie up there like that yeah (laughs) freshly lost his virginity to a prostitute yeah (laughs) that was another he he basically coveted another man's wife yeah all that good shit Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I was like doing that type of over the top uh bad guy stuff and the uh good guy came out and the, they just didn't cheer or boo anything it was just it was like a straight bomb Ooh. in pro wrestling Ooh. um but Where they're just not excited it sounds yeah. like they're i'm blaming the audience on this one well the match before they had like a religious theme to it also which mm. i didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. one of the it was like an 18 year old kid who was adopted by one of the families in the church having his first match and he's just getting beat up the whole time and then uh-huh. he turns turns it around by holding up a cross necklace oh hell yeah and yelling dude. the power of christ compels you hell yeah and then his opponent faints in the middle of the ring and the kid runs over and pins him and that's how he wins Tight. and they all did a group prayer after the match that's how from cool, the ring, he led them in a group prayer. And All then, right, Matt. Yeah. I, as much as I like to assume this is your fault, it sounds like the chips were stacked against you. Yeah. That <laughs> kid That kid deserves a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. And that child ended up growing up to be Cody Rhodes. Nice. Oh, shit. No. An American nightmare. <laughs> yes. Damn. Um, but yeah, then my music is the next thing that hit mm. after the group prayer. And I still <laughs> went out like... Um, uh, I don't need faith to know how great I am, like all of you do. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> these fucking rubes not understanding that's a it's a fucking show. Yeah. I think they they kind of just started looking at each other and murmuring and just kind of mm. like this is that was the thing they weren't no one was rude to me about it. Right. No one came up to me yeah. and even said I didn't like that. They still like were like thank you for coming and performing for us, but just during it they were just kind of like uh. oh, this isn't for us. We'll just wait for you, this. You to know go. what it is? <laughs> they really believed in God. So even though mm. they knew you were doing like a thing, they're like, "This we can't fuck with." Like if you were like, "Like where was this?" White Plains Presbyterian. I probably shouldn't say the name of the church. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just meant like state or in w- upstate New York. Yeah. Um, so like if you were like, "Oh, this New York sports team sucks," they'd get they'd be like, "Ah," like, but you're yeah. literally like, "God's not real." Like yeah. people who really actually believe in God. Yeah. Um, I would make fun of local sports teams too, and sometimes people did get really upset yeah. about that. Oh yeah, I remember we were out near Ithaca once, and um, it was right after the Cornell basketball team had lost in the NCAA tournament. Um, they just like lost to Kentucky, and I was being in the back. I was like, tonight I'm going to treat my opponent like I'm the University of Kentucky spanking a bunch of Ivy League losers, Ooh. and they were like fans in Cornell shirts. And I turned around and caught a full Coke can that was thrown at my chest. Oh my god! Like it hit me in the chest Sounds after like you I had turned a real Coke ar- problem. Yes, <laughs> after I turned around, so they were aiming at the back of my head. 
Um, and uh, then I had watched, I was like 19 years old, and I had watched these old ECW Dudley Boys videos where they fight the crowd. Nice. So I started challenging them to come in the ring and do something about it, and they wouldn't. I walked up to them, and I opened the can and it sprayed all over them. Good. They hit the other guy's music. I was supposed to have like, I think it was like three or four minutes of talking, um, and they hit the other guy's music, which it felt a little early, and I hadn't given the cue. That was something I was going to say. And afterwards, they said, oh, we thought you were going to start like a riot and we just wanted the match to happen. So we just hit the other guy's music. <laughs> nice, Damn, dude. dude. Starting a riot rules. You would have been like the original Sasha Baron Cohen. Zoot, mm. zoot, riot. <laughs> I mean, this was after Borat, so I don't know if I'd be the original Sasha well, the, Baron Cohen. The, the, I, I'm referencing Bruno. the Bruno. Oh, right. Yeah. I, forgot, I forget about Bruno a lot. Yeah. Bruno was kind of a sleeper hit. I yeah. think it was because... Borat set such sky high expectations that yeah. it was so hard to follow it. Mm. But I thought it was really good Dude, for what when it the was. dickhead says Bruno, Bruno. Oh my god. Comedy gold. So mm. good. It, was, it just showed how like even like people that say they're like progressive like aren't really progressive. Mm. And it shows how sickening but hilarious gay culture can be. War mm. is based on hate and fear. Stop fighting North and South Korea. You're both basically Chinese. <laughs> Dove of peace. I when they get to that line, they just show uh, Bono looking confused. Yeah, I'm like, dude, Sasha Baron Cohen's a genius. Yeah, he fucking rules. Well, he just get, he gets everyone, mm -hmm. and that's the best part about it. Yes, yeah. I love because um, like prank comedy in general. Sometimes I love it and think it's the best thing ever. And yeah. sometimes I just like feel bad for the people right. involved, yeah. and I'm just like, you're just ruining this person's day, and I don't find this funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you don't like impractical jokes? No, impractical. They fuck with each other. I love impractical they jokers. They also fuck with people on the street. Yeah, remember when they were like, "Sal, put the gun in his pocket." <laughs> yeah, put the gun in his pocket and walk away. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like I've seen things where like I'm doing a prank. I'm gonna go on a subway with a bunch of candy and spill it on people and yeah. spill drinks on everyone, like that type of stuff. Oh, like the fucking uh, Instagram shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just not clever. Like a prank is supposed to be. Um, at the end, the person laughs with you. Yeah. Not like at the end, they're upset. Yeah. I think in, um, I think, uh, in Borat, like mm -hmm. if, if the person is upset, mm -hmm. it's more that they don't have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Or they're like a legit bad person. Like, yeah. Cause the character Borat will like reveal that they themselves are very racist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Most of Sasha Baron Cohen's like pranks that I see, if anything, the ones that I don't like, or I feel like. I'm um, like, ah, they're trying to make it seem like something it wasn't right. really. Yeah. But they're not really harming anyone for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah. The the malicious stuff is really with the the public God damn when when he when Borat goes to the uh the Hummer dealer and, and is looking for the literal pussy magnet. Yeah. And this really nice uh nice car salesman. They found a nice car salesman for this. Yeah. And he's like just like this Hank Hill type guy that's like uh there is no um um, magnet. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> what the impulse magnet on this? Uh? But the 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 
like it's just a prank bro, bro YouTube videos. Mm. Yeah, they fuck it. There, there's like these teenagers. I, this is like a couple years ago. I saw this where they would just like go to the hood in New York and bother black people. Yeah, and basically see if they would get punched by them. Yeah, yeah. Which That's is, what they're supposed to do to us. Yeah, not the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> there, there was one where this like this fuck and th- like just you knew you know he took the train from Jersey just like this snot nosed kid and yeah and he goes this is actually kind of funny but he he would like ask for directions. He would like he would like find the like the the most like ghetto black guy. He'd be like, "Hey, can you tell me where the Apple Store is?" And he would be like, "Oh yeah, well it's it's like three blocks here, two blocks to the left, and it's gonna be on your right." And he goes, "Okay, thank you, but don't ever tell me what to do." Yeah, <laughs> you just like do that until someone finally punched him. Yeah, that's kind of an, I saw. So actually, we had one happen outside a Fight Club uh, like a month ago with San Talleries. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yes, a black man went insane and attacked <laughs> yeah. us. So God yeah, damn. the it was I, like some guy with a camera who came up and was like calling him and another black comic the N word. Oh, I heard. I okay, I heard bits and pieces of this. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the 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 guy that was with Stan. David. D- yeah, yeah. yeah, he he said that uh I guess he was trying to like prove some point or whatever. He's like I identify as the N-word except he didn't say yeah. the N-word. And it's he like he identifies what? as a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. So what's the problem? Well, I guess <laughs> well, he's he was, trying to make some like point, Yeah, I guess. the guy was like t- talking saying the N-word and Stan and David were just kind of like I wouldn't do that if I were you. They're just like they're not like getting active Why? or anything. Why would they say that? <laughs> <laughs> it was Joe. This guy was. Did Joe they have like him. a problem yeah. with like a funny word being said? Not real. They didn't really have a. They had a problem That's with the this guy confronting them. I get it. I get it. Speech Nazis. This guy confronting them outside of the sh- a show and just being weird. And then he like hit the uh, Stan's white girlfriend mm. was the one who stepped up and like started really telling him to back off and not say that. Yeah. And then he called her like a fat bitch or something and that's when Stan nice. was like mm-hmm. step forward and then the guy with the camera runs away and the guy was with them pepper sprayed Stan. <laughs> so this guy's carrying pepper spray in case black people get mad at being called the n-word. Yes. And then they true artist. He put up the video on his YouTube mm-hmm. um, and the comments were like well that's how they are. That's why they're they're more prone to violence, Jesus, as you can see. Damn. Damn Basically, the comments were all the things that Joe jokingly says, but yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. Jokingly. Just joking around. What happened with the video? Is it still up? I think probably. Well, let's pull it up. We'll leave it in the comments, folks. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Was he right and, to call them the N word? So, the, the 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 comic that got pepper sprayed was doing Fight Club. Yeah, he then won a fight on yeah. Comedy Fight Club that night. It's very it's very bizarre. Mm. I remember that that how I found out about it because I was in Bowery Electric and I saw him on the way to the bathroom and it looked like he was crying mm. and I was like, why is Stan running to the bathroom crying followed by his girlfriend? I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And mm. like, Stan's not a crazy person. You yeah, know what I mean, so then, then you know, the other comic filled me in. Yeah, if anything, like seeing like what you would think if some random person with a camera come or if random person comes up on the street and starts calling a black person the n word, yeah. Stan and David were actually probably way more patient and calm than right. most would have been. Right, right. He only it's like when the guy brought his girlfriend into it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because you can't really uh, offend a comedian yeah. unless they're popular on Twitter. Maybe if maybe if the woman kept her fucking face out of the business, <laughs> we wouldn't have been in that situation. <laughs> but once again, a woman needs to involve herself in the situation. Mm. That's why Chris Rock got punched. Mm. That's why these black comedians got maced. Mm-hmm. It's because women need to insert themselves into a situation. I really why, think the yeah. only good women out there are the ones that listen to the podcast. I thought you were going to say the only good women were dead women. <laughs> no, the ones who go to Louis shows, also pretty good. The ones that uh, are in Louis's green room are even better. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've had a lot of like women outside of comedy who I know st- like almost quietly say to me, I still think Louis C.K. is funny and I'm not yeah. sure if what he did is necessarily unforgivable and we can like it there i do think that there is a lot that's the weird thing where you know if something is a cultural trend and things changing and Mm. this is just the way things are now Mm -hmm. you know even if i'm uncomfortable with it it's kind of like you know you got to adjust with things that are happening what's weird now is there's so many things that people are acting like are that but most people actually privately don't believe that right yeah yeah well, uh, it's like uh, the person that's sheepishly telling you in private that they don't think Louis should be uh, banned forever are, aren't going to tweet it because they don't want the smoke. Exactly. You know? Yeah. There's um, there's a lot of stuff like that now where there, I mean, there are comedians who will tweet things on, like put things out there online about uh, either super woke stuff or whatever, joining on a pylon of someone and then privately message me that, how they feel differently yeah see that's wild to me because the thing the fun thing about doing comedy is that you could say whatever you want that's, yeah that's and why you, can, you should yeah. be able to get away with it let me tell you something people always say like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences but i think that's gay as fuck you should have freedom of speech and freedom from consequences man mm. i shouldn't get in trouble for things i say as a fucking bit mm. you're gonna get me in trouble for that you're gonna you're gonna take away SNL for my best friend Shane Gillis. Let me tell you something. If you if you try to take anything from a comedian, we have a right to take shit from you, like your life. Okay. <laughs> if anyone ever well, tries I- to fucking get me in trouble for something I say, I will fucking kill you. All right. We're we're not goofing around anymore. This is I'm I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm over it. You are dead. You are dead if you try to get me in trouble for something I said on a fucking podcast. And yeah, everything I said up until this point was a joke. This part right now about killing you is not a joke. Ignore everyone Ignore everyone laughing. All right? They're laughing because they're nervous. They're afraid. They're afraid that someone's going to get killed right now because they are. And they're like, I can't believe he fucking threatened to kill somebody on a podcast and then killed him. It's fucking happening. It's like the line in Eminem's Criminal when he says, what do you think I'm saying? Shit, just to be saying it. Yeah. That's what that's Joe's version of that. It is exactly like that, Bobber. Yeah. <laughs> it is exactly like that. Eminem is like, hey, this is, I'm just like, it's just music. And then the last song on the album, he's like, but this is actually how I actually feel. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I hope I don't get in trouble for that fucking goofy little thing, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, we got to we play circus music in the background and it'll be okay. Nah, I stand by what I do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really gonna suck if uh, Joe does kill someone. Uh-huh. What are me and Bobby gonna be like? Uh, yeah. Who could have seen the signs? We have no idea. Or if <laughs> Joe gets nobody framed Joe for murder. Okay, 
Because the New York State prosecutors, co- Prosecutor's Office will definitely find the recording. You mm. know what I mean? Like, you ca- you you should just wear gloves wherever you go. Latex yeah, gloves. They won't you know fit. I mean? You got to get... I get fingerless gloves like Big J Okerson. <laughs> fingerless latex gloves. <laughs> uh, we still found the assailant's prints because he was wearing fingerless latex gloves. Because uh, he wanted cool to be doctor. like Jay Okerson. That's fucking... Yeah, dude. I'm a cool surgeon. <laughs> the bad boy of surgery. <laughs> Wears a fitted surgeon's cap. Surgeon, yeah, dude. He fucking puts his fucking surgeon cap on backwards. Yeah. That fucking light thing, he has it off to the side. <laughs> you ever hear the thing like surgeons are more likely to be psychopathic? Oh, real? Of yeah. course, because they know how a human body works. So they look at, they probably look at a human body more as a machine than like as a living thing. Mm. Mm. They're so probably, it's yeah. To... Well, because they would probably kill themselves, like if they, because they've like probably killed people before by accident. Mm-hmm. Like one mm-hmm. little, like you have to almost remove yourself a little bit from the humanity of it, mm-hmm. which is what psychopaths have. Yeah, yeah. I I read this um. The, uh, I think we read the same book, actually, Matt. The Sociopath Next Door? I think it's The Psychopath Next Door. I still don't really understand the difference. I think the yeah. book is called The Psychopath Next okay. Door. Um, but it lists one of the things, that, I think it's from the book, where they list like the, the, the 10 professions with the most psychopaths mm. and the 10 professions with the least psychopaths. And Doctor is on the least psychopath list. But Surgeon, but surgeon is on the most psychopath mm. list. So like... Uh, I guess it's because like if you're if you're STEM minded, there's yeah. so many other ways you could make money, um, but, without having to like go into massive debt f- because of medical school or whatever. I don't know, man. It, it but it does kind of make sense. You don't want your surgeon to be shaking, thinking about how intense it is that he's like cutting into your brain. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up. I have the top ten jobs that attract psychopaths. Garbage man. Um, this is <laughs> this is according to Forbes magazine. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it would be the same one as uh, was in the book, but we have number one CEO. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, number two lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three media. Mm. This all checks out so Hell far. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> us boys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Boom. Statistically, one of us has to be a psychopath. Uh-oh. Mm. I'm thinking it's Joe. I'm thinking it's Bobby. Mm. Hell yeah, I'm in the clear. I mean, no, I, th- <laughs> I think it's me, just so I can feel included. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever denied it is a psychopath. Uh, four, salesperson. Mm. Okay. Five, surgeon. Mm-hmm. Six, journalist. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, I guess that's it's basically oh, me. So they have media as television radio. Oh, interesting. That's and really more of No us. podcasting? Must be an old list. Yeah. Um, I think that falls under radio for most let's people. Let's see. This was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah this is 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's old as fuck. Mm. Um, but yeah, they are, they separated journalists. So if you're a journalist who's on TV, more likely to be a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just write articles. You heard that, folks. Anderson Cooper, bodies in his basement. Yeah. Number seven, police officer. Mm. Mm. I think that's just a straight up retard. Actually, that straight up retard did not make the list. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine being a a retarded psychopath? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, number eight, clergy person. (laughs) Whoa. Nice. Number nine, chef. Okay. Mm. I guess Gordon Ramsay, like all those kitchen nightmares type stuff. Mm-hmm. I could see someone I like there's that. There's a lot of substance abuse in that community. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ask, ask your brother, dude. He, he's yeah. a former. Like, a lot of sleeve tattoos. Yeah. 
kitchen. It's Coke. uh, it's Mexicans and sleeve tattoos. Yeah, that, so that's on the list too. I assume. Uh, what Mexican? Yeah, <laughs> one of the professions. Yeah, <laughs> number one of the ten. Village people day laborer. Oh, what? <laughs> Dios mio. Really? Dios mio. No, number ten is civil servant. Okay, uncivil servant. You'd have huh? to be fucking crazy to want that job. Yeah. Mm. I, oh, what I want to deliver a, mail in the snow. I guess yeah, as a civil servant, uh, that's got to include a lot of different jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Post yeah. office. Yeah, I think it's like all encompassing. Basically, D- like government jobs. I think basically anything where you have to take a test, mm. right? Civil service test. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that military's not on there. No. Hmm. Um, those looking to potentially avoid working with the least number of but this all right, this is worded badly. Mm-hmm. Those looking to avoid working with the least number of psychopaths. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, they're giving like the lowest rate of psychopathy. Right. So you'd want to avoid working with the most amount of psychopaths. Mm. I'm better writer than people at Forbes. Mm. Uh number one, care aid. Okay. Mm. Number I think two. these are just like super empathic. Yeah. I think accountant so is be on like, there though. No, I bet they would be uh, accountants. Like, number ten. Yeah. Let me yeah. guess. Uh, therapist is one. Therapist number three. Teacher. Nice. Teacher number seven. Yeah. All low. I would. I would say like. Um, I suppose. I would say physical therapist. Um. No. Maybe okay. that's included under therapist. But number two is nurse. Okay. Between care aid, nurse, and therapist, and those are all kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Four is craftsperson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not sure what that means. A craftsperson. Okay. I mean, comedians. Yeah. We're crafty. Yeah. yeah. I respect yeah. the craft. You guys respect the craft, right? Well, you you, can can you not craft. tell by these tiny ass glasses resting on the edge of my nose? Yes. I am an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, wear, I'm wearing a, a smock filled with different kinds of paint yeah. that I, I get from doing open mics somehow. Mm, yeah, because you're an artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to suck when we have video and people are going to see what we actually wear, though. Yeah, dude. It's like, Joe doesn't have those tiny Benjamin Franklin glasses I thought he did. Well, the, the thing I'm most worried about having a video of us is people are going to be too sexually kind of worked up to t- pay attention to what we're saying. Mm, you know what I mean? That yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. That could be difficult. Uh-oh. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to get uh, fat, short, and ugly uh, before... Before we start recording ourselves, mm. yeah, you think you, you guys can handle it? Yeah, I think that? we can do that before we start filming. We'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, least psych, lowest rates of psychopathy, uh, beautician, stylist. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Number six, charity worker. Okay, Ooh. it's interesting that that is a job because, like, charity by definition. Mm-hmm. Would mean, I mean, you know, you're not supposed to be yeah. making as much money as uh, they do. Yeah. I've done some volunteer work for Susan G. Komen before. Mm-hmm. Are uh, you hearing me? Yeah. They, cut, they they shave off a whole bunch of it. <laughs> they do shave off a bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, Jada picket it. Yes. If you, uh, if you want to actually help people with cancer, don't donate to Susan G. Komen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> donate help somebody to with- Locker Room Talk and we will find a good organization yeah. to donate the money yeah we'll have a patreon you. tier that's just dedicated to us doing everything we can to find the cure for cancer man isn't that so and it might be yeah. laughter it might be laughter through our riffs laughter cool? i mean laughter is the best medicine mm-hmm. wouldn't that be cool if they found out that like playing our podcast at a high frequency would actually like dissolve cancer cells yeah mm. or add more either way i'm happy yeah either way that'd be fucking sick as long yeah. as we have an effect mm-hmm. as long as we make a difference honestly what yeah. if we start making lobster room talk merchandise and we have special pink t-shirts for people Ooh. to buy people everyone would claw would... at those mm. that was like a thing that happened in the past five years where it's like pink can be any color now for anyone mm. 
I believe that since I was a kid watching Brett the Hitman Hart pull off Pink. Nice, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Is he the failed trapeze artist? That's Owen Hart. Owen Hart, okay. <laughs> the failed, failed trapeze, trapeze artist. artist. <laughs> um, creative artist is number eight. There you go. Comedian. Oh, that's us. As long as we're never on TV. That's why I can't be on TV, dude. Because then I'll turn into a psychopath. I mean, so many of these... Uh, like there's so many just different words for a comedian within yeah. all of uh, mm, care mm, aid. Mm. I like to think a com- good comedian is a care aid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a craftsperson, creative artist, mm-hmm. a charity worker, mm-hmm. and the best comedians really are teachers too. If you think about yeah, it, yeah, you want to laugh, but you also want to learn. Yeah, and I, uh, I want to eat pussy. <laughs> Number laugh, nine, learn and eat pussy. <laughs> I wish nine. that could fit on the pillow. Yeah, laugh, learn, eat pussy. <laughs> Looks like we're gonna make those. <laughs> Life Each one of pussy. us is like a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. One eat, of us is live, laugh, yeah. and eat pussy. Eat, pray, love, eating box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it's do- doctor and accountant round out the list. Of doctor the, and accountant are yeah. the only like well-paying ones on the least psychopathic list. It's mm. kind of sad. Yeah, it's a real bummer, but I mean, it shows like that's what we prioritize in this mm-hmm. country. Mm. Yeah. And you have to be a fucking psycho fucking... M- fucking animal to mm. be rich so if you see a rich person <laughs> they're they're fucking insane and we have a big problem in this country with humanizing rich people and we <laughs> shouldn't fucking do that dude it's like the idea that joe is part of multiple hate groups i love yeah. i love i love seeing that a rich person fucking died i can't wait man <laughs> rich people your time is up my time Welcome is to now. Trapo Trap House. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want when I was talking about how I wanted to kill someone, mm. I was referring to rich people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are rich people of a certain race? That'd be Ooh. If you, if you if you say rich people and then qualify which race it is, that could really narrow your I listeners. don't I don't care the color of the rich person's skin, they all have blue blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Global <bleed> blue. <laughs> Global elite. Mm-hmm. Now I bleed red, white, and blue mm. for the funny things you do, mm. America, <laughs> America. This is you. We need to bring back America's funniest home videos. Isn't it wild? We need to YouTube, bring back Bob Saget. YouTube essentially killed it, just yeah. like the mafia killed Bob Saget. Hey, he yeah. died of a concussion. Yeah. Who beat the fuck out of Bob Saget? No, who the did mo- it, folks? The this mafia is- came and gave him the vaccine. Who, re- who really <laughs> did oh kill Bob? Do you think he got the vaccine and he was lightheaded so he fell and fucking hit his head in his in his hotel room? Hulk Hogan thinks so. Mm. Did you I, see I that? Like the week after he died, someone like on a Facebook group posted something about Bob Saget and Betty White dying shortly after getting the vaccine. Seems mm. suspicious. Hulk Hogan on his Facebook page commented, like liked it and commented yeah, like something saying like, uh, I don't know, maybe, mm. or like supporting. It does sound suspicious. Mm-hmm. Something seems a little suspicious, brother. <laughs> and let me tell you something. The Hulk, the Hulksters gonna require all of his hulkamaniacs to keep their eyes peeled and not listen to this dr fauci fauci let me tell you something brother you're trying to get all these hulkamaniacs to take a vaccine instead of saying their prayers and eating their vitamins well let me tell you something brother i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) 
Here it is. I got it. There's uh, a picture. Like it was a post on Facebook about Bob Saget's death, and uh, someone said, "Well, uh, many directions we can go with this, but I'll take the jab for 500, Alex." And then Hulk Hogan comments, "100%, Betty and Sydney, Sydney Poitier also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty and Sydney were also jabbed. Uh, they're dropping like flies, but they'll never say it." Mm. <laughs> I mean, he makes a good point, dude. I mean, if you're healthy, <laughs> you don't need that shit. I got sick as fuck after I got the vaccine. I'm never taking another one of those things. I got sick after getting the vaccine. Too. I, I, got, I got so sick, I thought Hulk Hogan was a talented wrestler. Whoa, hey, don't you, <laughs> dude, it's more about what Hulk Hogan represented. Right. America. <laughs> you can meet, who, who do I consider encapsulates America? Hulk Hogan. Kid Rock. Kid Rock, Superman. Uh, but only Dean Kane's Superman, who was super pro-Trump and anti-immigrant. Uh, is that like Dean Cain, the actor? Is that or the actual Superman? Is Dean, that yeah, Dean Cain, the actor who played Superman in okay. Lois and Clark? Mm. Damn, I thought there was like a Superman they actually made where Superman is a big time Trump supporter. That's pretty much every iteration, I guess. Like, uh, well, then you should watch uh, the Boys on. Oh, I've seen Amazon. the Boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Homelander. Yeah, Homelander. Hell essentially yeah. Like you know, psycho crazy Superman. Yeah. Mm. But they exist in a world like uh, I guess yeah he is the guy that would be like the crazy Trump supporter I don't even know Trump supporter necessarily because Trump was like not as war hawkish in his like uh, in his like um, what uh, rhetoric. Yeah, well, but he was I just mean, like well, crazy. He, guy. he did like uh, calling Kim Jong Un Rocket Man. And, I guess and he, is, yeah. he was, was the one that assassinated the Iranian guy that we thought yeah, well, was going to cause Yeah, well, in his a, actions, he continued like every yeah. war that we had yeah. going on already. But he was like, but the the, the yeah. calling Kim Jong Un a, a Rocket Man is rhetoric. Yeah, I mean rhetoric, like as far as uh, like in Homeland, in the boys, they're all like, we have to go and do all these wars all the time. Like, Homelander wouldn't have told Jeb Bush, your brother lied us into war at a Republican debate. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Trump was like a a chaotic evil president. Yeah. And most presidents have been lawful evil Mm. to, like, you know, lawful neutral. Yeah. Speaking of presidents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I released part two of my Roast the Presidents video. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You fucking. Gave Wilson what he what he was asking Fucking for. Fucking hate Woodrow Wilson. Dude, Not enough people hate Woodrow Wilson. If you like and they Woodrow should. Wilson, you got to watch part two of Matt roast the presidents, and you'll fucking find out the truth. If you like Woodrow Wilson, uh, here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> and the, he is, the sign is please stop liking Woodrow. Yes, that's the sign. I'm yeah. holding like an Acme character. Who do you mm. think is going to be the next president? Not Ooh. Kamala Harris. I Andrew hope. Schultz. Yeah, <laughs> Rogan unironically was like, "I think Andrew Schultz can do it." I mean, he was talking about like, I guess if there's a comedian right, who right. would run. Yeah. Um, well, the, I don't know much about like Zelensky's mm. comedy career and mm. then ascent to being president of Ukraine. Mm. Um, but I guess would it be similar to like an Al Franken? Well, he, uh, he it would uh, be like a John Stewart. Yes, yeah, so Zelensky mm. played the president of, of Ukraine. Yeah. So um, probably. Uh, Wait, is he not actually the president? Yeah. Ooh, big bad Putin. He's a bad. He's the bad it's guy. Probably the guy that played Frank Underwood. He's going to be president of the U.S. Mm. if an actor is. That would be. be fucking cool. Yeah. No, it's going to be Terry Crews as uh, President Camacho from Idiocracy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's going to be The Rock. The who Rock is actually going to be. played Frank Underwood. It's going to bother me all episode. Um, no, Kevin's, you know who yeah. it is. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, House of Cards. That, yes. that fucking. Yeah. 
It's funny because yeah. What a real. What I a wanted stretch. to say, Kevin. Dude, if I said Kevin Spacey, you guys would have laughed your dicks what off. What a stretch! Getting remembers. a uh, elite pedophile to be the president of the United States. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. What a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think we have a. You're right. Kamala can't be president because she can't stop nervous laugh. She has a nervous laughter. Yeah. Uh, she has nervous laughter, and she you. Stop it. People are asking you yeah. serious questions and you're laughing. That's weird. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Biden runs for a second term if he has a different VP. Because I, I think Kamala I, is very unpopular. Yeah, that hasn't happened in our lifetime, though, but it used to happen all the time. Uh, a, president would ser- no, a president would serve two terms and their second term they no, would no, just... No, didn't Nixon do that? Agnew resigned though. Ah, right. Because of the that was like because of Watergate. But just a president serving two terms and then their second term they just happened to have a different VP. Mm. That hasn't happened in a while, but it used to happen like fairly often. I don't know. I do. FDR had a different VP like every term. Yeah, Kamala is like very uh, uh, weird and uh, and also unpopular. But yeah. I, I I think she I think she stays. She's on. But she though. doesn't she doesn't successfully get the nomination for president in the party. She'll under never any get circumstances. it. No woman will ever get the nomination for president. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It would make America a laughing stock to do that, dude. There's no way we would have a woman president. Mm. There's no way. This is the closest they get. They're like, all right, ladies. Here you go. You get to be Here's vice president with a president at death's door. Mm. But guess what? He's he's gonna just fucking that would drag himself s- across the finish line. That'd be so fucking funny if that's how the first woman becomes president. Is just yeah. from death. That's the only way. Joe Biden. Bet it would be really funny if like Biden dies just like a couple of months before the election, so yeah, Kamala yeah. wins and then gets voted out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you know we like, had a woman president. We and then you know, it. Yeah. We tried it. It didn't work. She got nothing done in the two weeks she was president. And then you know some idiot woman on the internet would be like, "Yeah, even God wanted her as president, so he killed Joe Biden." Mm. It's like shut. If up. anyone's gonna kill Joe Biden, it's gonna be a listener of our podcast. Yeah. If anyone's gonna kill Joe Biden, it's gonna be our hero and savior Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I can't I wait to leave that open ended for one of our fans to fill in and become that hero and savior. <laughs> I know, dude. I can't wait, man. That'll be mm. so fucking tight when somebody just, just joking, folks. That would be wild if somebody just listened to joking. our pod. If like they fucking find the guy who killed the president and they find his phone and like all it was was locker room talk episodes. Yeah, yeah we were just like his catcher in the rye. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're the J. We are all collectively JD Salinger. Hell yeah, yeah. dude! I yeah, remember, I'm a uh, Christian scientist that won't let his kids get uh, medicine. <laughs> when there was the um, was it Christopher Dorner, the cop killer guy? Yeah. Um, when he like uh, they like looked through his stuff and they found like he had like he had listed like a manifesto and he listed his favorite comedians on there. Mm. He mentioned I'm, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite I'm, what he says about black people, yeah, I like his views on police officers. I remember I saw Doug Stanhope was in New York. Uh, doing shows shortly after that uh-huh. and I think I don't know if this made it onto one of his specials but he was doing a bit about um, praying that he was going to be one of the comedians on the yeah, list yeah, yeah. and he was so disappointed he wasn't mm. and he would see who was there he was like Margaret Cho yeah. what what does Ellen DeGeneres do that yeah. inspires you to kill a cop that I don't yeah. <laughs> he felt like a jilted lover that's very very funny <laughs> yeah Doug rules yeah, yeah man may he rest in peace yeah. R.I.P. to Doug Stanhope I'm Today. Doug Stanhope died by the time this podcast mm-hmm. is uh, launched. Yeah. Doug How Stanhope's crazy that all these yeah. comedians have died except Doug Stanhope. Um, who else? What? Are the, who are the other ones? Richard Pryor. Yeah, he did Jackie die. Jackie Gleason. Mm. George Carlin. Mm-hmm. George Burns. George Burns. Mm. They're dropping like flies. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that Jackie Gleason got the job. Mm. I'm nervous, dude. We need to consult Hulk Hogan about this. That's the funniest thing. I I, t- I tweeted like right after Betty White died. I'm like, I think foul play is involved, like as a clear joke. And then there's people on ironically, yeah, a conspiracy theory for a lady who is almost a hundred. Yeah, you know who I just saw is still alive and like in his late night, like 95 years old. The actor who played Mr. Feeney on Boy Meets World. Hell yeah, Ooh. still kicking. Well, also the yeah. voice of Kit. He would from he, Knight Rider. Really? Yeah. Same guy? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But yeah, because he was like an old man when I was a kid. Mm. I know. Isn't that funny? Like, uh, there's certain people, like, you know, Steve Martin was always like, he was like an old guy when we were young, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy that played um, uh, Uncle Junior in Sopranos, he's alive. How old is he now? He's in his 90s. Yeah. But he played an old man with dementia during that show in the early yeah. mm. so. Now he is an old man with dementia. And he outlived... Um, he outlived uh, J- Jim. J- yeah, James. My dear friend James Gandolfini. My, yep. Yeah. I can't. What's with me not remembering actors' names today? Mm. You, maybe you have uh, dementia. I'm mm. f- extreme early onset dementia. Yeah. Do you think? Are, are you scared that you can't remember names? I I think that I do. I'm definitely going to have it. I think dementia. Uh, yeah. When I'm an old man, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I already feel like I'm 31, and I fucking I can feel less cognitive ability than what I used mm. to have. You know what I mean? You better, you better figure that shit out, dude. Mm. Well, I've been. I'm. You're supposed to like s- sleep enough, but I do this. So yeah, sleep, you know. drink water. I don't know what else. To tell dude, you, dur- dude, during the like the early pandemic when I was getting uh, a hot ninety hours a night, mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh fuck! If just society was run a, a little bit different, my brain would work better. I mean, do you have to go back into the office? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and I, I don't have to, but like it hurts my boss's feelings if I do. You yeah, know what I mean, actually, well, shorter guys do live longer. That's true. That's yeah, true. dude, we're yeah. immortal, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Matt. How tall is Jimmy Carter? Because he's he's I think the oldest president ever. He's like ninety seven now. I don't think any president ever lived no that long. Ever. He might be the first hundred year old president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that would be cool. He's a cool man. He's yeah, he's dude. already um he's had the longest post presidency. I'm gonna say five eleven. How tall Jimmy Carter is? Mm-hmm. What do you say, Joe? This is a fun podcast. I'll say we five, guess president's five heights. ten. I'll go five nine then. Mm-hmm. Ooh, doing prices right rules here. Jimmy Carter, the five nine. Do do do. That's not prices right. Five <laughs> ten. Joe, nice, job. nice Sick, work. Man. Mm. He's probably that. he's probably closer to five nine with the hunching though the old man hunching. Yeah, he's probably down point, to five. Yeah. He's probably down to five eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, Hulk Hogan inches. lost like four inches of height because of how many back surgeries he had. Because he used to do the leg drop, yeah. and that just like crushes your spine every time he does it. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. So he was. I mean, who knows? Like they said he was six foot eight for years. Six eight. They said that. I don't think he actually. Well, you look was. at some of those older photos. Unless everyone else is like five four, he's pretty tall. Dude. He was tall. I think he was probably more like six five, six six. But he said he's shrunk like four inches. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Hulk Hogan says wild shit. Mm-hmm. Twenty four inch pythons, brother. Hulk Hogan's one of those guys who like back in the day, especially with pro wrestling. Like there was always like people just kind of lied about stuff. You ever see like you know the Washington Cherry Tree story? People just. All these, uh, if you ever look that's, up stories... That's when he was popping a bunch of trees, cherries. Yes. <laughs> Ow! All these God stories damn. of, like, 
old West like heroes. Like every story of a historical figure, it's always like made up and nobody could prove it. Yeah. And pro wrestling kind of continues that. You're making stuff up to exaggerate whatever because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan's just like the guy you kept doing that after the internet, not realizing people could look things yeah. up. <laughs> There's a clip of like they ask Hulk Hogan what happened with the Montreal screw job on YouTube and he explains it and it's just factually wrong literally every step of the way. I don't know what the Montreal screw job is. So Oh in, my god, Bob, you're killing us. You're <laughs> embarrassing us though. In uh wrestling back in the nineties there were two uh the biggest wrestlers in WWF, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart was leaving WWF to wrestle for the rival company WCW mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels was like kind of seen as the guy who was gonna carry the company after that as the top guy. Um, but they hated each other in real life. And so it came down to a match where they wanted Shawn Michaels to win. And Bret Hart was like, I'll lose it to anyone else, but not this guy. Mm. Um, so they agreed to do like some sort of disqualification finish. And he would relinquish the title. But he said, like, as a respect, I'm not going to lose to Shawn Michaels. He had lost to him before. They had done it before, back and forth. But this time he was like putting his foot down. He also didn't want to leave the company. They forced him out and said, sorry, we can't pay you the contract we promised. Go make some money with the other company. I think he also just didn't want to like end his last match with the company in his hometown. Yeah, it wasn't his hometown. It was Montreal and he was from Calgary, but he was like a Canadian so, yeah. hero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then um, they agreed to do something else, and then during the match, they put him in a hold, and the referee rings the bell, and they screwed him out of the title, like in real it life. It wasn't just a referee. Vince McMahon came out to the ring, and this wasn't even yeah. when Vince McMahon. He wasn't even like the. He wasn't Vince McMahon, owner of the WWE. He was like an. They thought he was just like a ring announcer. Nobody. He was a he ring was, announcer who yeah. people who paid attention, like behind the scenes, knew that he was running the company. But they basically made a guy lose when he wasn't supposed to for the championship, who was like a megastar of theirs um and uh hulk hogan's like asked about it and just says that they pinned him when it wasn't a pin he's like he's literally just talking out of his ass he's just talking to somebody who i think uh, wasn't really a wrestling fan asking what that situation was and he's explaining it to him and he's just like for like 40 years hulk hogan has just been full of shit and people listen to him say whatever he wants that he just completely rambles and says nonsense Mm. And expects everyone to believe it and not be able to look it up. And it's uh, it's pretty wild that he's uh, like, and I mean, you know, now he said the N-word on tape and mm. we all saw how cool he really is. Poor guy, no. dude. You, used to being a bullshitter and then fucking eggheads invent this machine where yeah. you get <laughs> proved wrong all the time. Also, that the whole N-word thing with him was the whole Gawker lawsuit. Mm. I don't know if you followed that much at all. Mm. But he like he had a buddy of his who was like a radio host who would let him fuck his wife. Mm. Oh, this is Bubba the Love Sponge, right? Yeah, yeah. Bubba yeah. the Love Sponge would like they him and his wife were swingers. Apparently, they would secretly record them because that was like their kink, I guess. Mm. Um, so he records Hulk Hogan fucking his wife, mm-hmm. and on the tape, it's just his pillow talk is to say to this woman about his daughter dating black guys and dropping the N word. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, it was like all kind. Of, it was like Hold not just on. that. I didn't realize his daughter was fucking black guys. Yeah, and okay. as a real American, he <laughs> had a problem with that. It wasn't just that. He was also like, you know, he was like all like bummed. I was like, look at my body. I'm a fucking pig. This yeah. is awful. It's like, <laughs> like damn Hulkster. To, they're about to fuck, and he's like, I feel like a fucking pig. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna do this. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was awful. Was it, so maybe he was like, I wish I was more like those n words. They're fit. Mm. They're fitting laying pipe on my daughter's sweet puss. Yeah, those buddies. Mm-hmm. Mm. My buddy. But yeah, then like Gawker released it, and he sued Gawker and won. Yeah. 
I guess, yeah, because that's private. Yeah. It's private? Yeah. Hmm. It was a secret. I never know how that stuff works with like what's private and what's not. Yeah, I don't know. They tried to make it a big like free speech thing, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm always in favor of free speech, but I also don't necessarily like. Um, I have free speech, so I can release your private sex tape and private conversations to everyone. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's certain limits. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing though. If like you, I, I'm sure I could, I could find that if I wanted to. You what, know what the I mean? Hulk Hogan sex tape? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a weird pretty, use of my time, hot. but like, but it's not. Got a big dick. Does he really? Yeah. Mm, I don't. Su- I don't support artists. That yeah, was man. the funniest thing during the um uh like court case. They were talking about how back in the day on the Stern show, he claimed to have a ten inch penis, mm-hmm. which he doesn't. And in court, they were asking about it, and he says Hulk Hogan has a ten inch penis, but me, Terry Balea, mm. does not have a ten inch penis. Mm. He's like in character. Damn, dude, I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> And then I have, I have a huge six and a half inch penis. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Bobby Damn. Sheehan. That, that's what I was. I mean, my it was my character who was an atheist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But these people in that church didn't understand that. that. Dude, that's a wild life. To I assumed when you were telling this story that you were in the deep south, by the way, not in White Plains, New York. Yeah. That's <laughs> wild. But some people like really believe in God. And yeah. They won't even. Isn't that sickening they won't even pretend that they don't to laugh. I think most people listening to locker room talk probably believe in god they probably mm. didn't before Honestly, they started listening yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. now they believe in three specific gods and they're yes. on mic right now hell mm. yeah uh you got anything you want to plug or promote um oh yeah we started plugging and promoting at the end we of this start plugging and promoting man we should yeah we got um uh just comedy fight club comedy fight nyc on uh Instagram and Twitter, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash comedy fight club, and new president's video. It's on my YouTube channel. You can, uh, there's a link on my Instagram uh, to the part two of the president's roast. It's everyone from Abraham Lincoln through Woodrow Wilson. I really fucking gave it to Woodrow Wilson. You gave it to, and you know what? You were easy on my boy Grant. I didn't go too hard on Ulysses S. Grant. You didn't, no. You I, bought- actually, I felt pretty good. Theodore Roosevelt is my favorite president, but I felt like I gave it to Teddy pretty well. You gave it to Teddy hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joe? What do you got to plug? Dude, I want to I wanna announce I got a new monthly showcase. Oh. Yeah. At, the, at the Tiny Cupboard. Okay. Boom. The Tiny Cupboard. Yeah, baby. How about that? We've arrived, man. In cell comedy in a woke room. You better believe it, man. It is... Uh, it's it's the uh, it's the fourth Wednesday of every month. Okay. All right. Fourth so, Wednesday of yeah. every month. So so come check it out. It's called Seltzers and Bitters, and I run it with my girlfriend Kelly Taylor. Ooh. Yeah. So if you want to see New York's power couple doing their thing, come to come to the tiny cupboard uh, every fourth Wednesday, and come to the Eastville Comedy Club every Tuesday for my my free open mic mm. at an mm. at an actual comedy club. No cover, 9.30, come by, say hi to Joe Gorman, mm-hmm. do a set, watch me workshop my my new half hour. It'll be a blast, dude. Wow, so if you guys want to see Joe Gorman doing comedy and you want to see True Love, go to the Eastville mic, Aww. and then if you want to see him and Kelly, go to the Wednesday show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, and if, uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you are cer- certainly welcome to. It's at Bobby Sheehan, LOL. And please DM me your favorite line from The Catcher in the Rye. Mm. Ooh, nice. And I think we're going to have a uh, 
a locker room talk Instagram and Twitter and mm-hmm. Patreon coming very soon. It's all coming, yes. folks. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone's support watching and yeah, and I've been listening. getting I've been getting a lot of like uh, good responses from people uh, like people listening to it, liking mm-hmm. it. That I was I wasn't you know we see the numbers and we yeah. know that we're getting. Uh, we're getting some downloads there, but you know it's nice to hear from you guys. It's it, always it, nice. I, I, I've heard multiple people say that they're thinking about bringing a gun into a public place and dispensing some justice. And then honestly, we've done our job, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done our job. <laughs> Boom! Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Praise be to Allah. We'll see you next week. Let the caliphate come soon. I know. All right, man. We'll see you next week for our two hundredth episode. We blew it. Colors red like the bloodshed of Kurt Cobain's head when he shot himself dead. Women all grabbing in my shish kebab. Bo- Lauren Hill's tape so her kids could starve. You thought I was ill? I'm even more so. Shit, I got flow-blown AIDS and a sore throat. I got a wardrobe with an orange robe. I'm in the fourth row, signing autographs before a show. I just remember that I'm absent-minded. Wait, I think I lost my mind. I can't find it. I'm freestyling every verse that I spit, because I don't even remember the words to my shit. I told the doc I need a change in sickness. I gave a girl herpes in exchange for syphilis. Put my LP on your Christmas gift list. You want to get high? Here, bitch, just sniff this. Oh yeah, and that's good for a sound check. <laughs> I think that works, dude. I mean, it sounds it sounds good to me. I, I, the lo- levels look great. Uh, we're we're we, you know what this is. Uh, that's also going to be. I like I like including these little things as the post credits. Yeah, because I think the last last week's episode was the first time I listened to one of the podcasts beginning to end. I had like a, a show. Uptown, mm. so I just put on the pod. I was like, I'll listen just to a podcast. Listen to your own voice yeah, for just an to hour. See, like, Why not? How it would sound. Why yeah. not? You know, just play it in the background. Get you in the comedy mood for well, your show. I also get to like hear some of the jokes that I missed the first time around that like mm. you and Bobby are yeah. say. So that's also another fun reason. Yeah, but- folks, if you're listening, which you are, because. You're listening. Um, <laughs> you should you should definitely listen to the first episode all the way through multiple times. Mm. It's like a TV show. You don't just mm-hmm. watch a TV show once and you're like, I got it. You yeah. know, you play yeah. the hits over and over again. The, the same way you'd listen to an album multiple times. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can like hear, oh, I didn't even think about this note or the way they layered these instruments. You mm. have to play it backwards also so you can th- get our real secret messages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. About which president you should leave alone. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs>